This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. We're back. What's up, Meg? Hey. I was going to look beforehand to see what episode we were on, but I totally forgot. <laughs> Pretty smart of me, but you know what's awesome? I can easily just go to yourtown.com and everybody's heard me clicking. When I go to yourtown.com, not only is there a map of every single location of every single place that we've done, it can tell me what kind of episode. Check that out. For all the viewers that uh, might be watching this instead of just listening, we've covered 13 out of the 50 states and this is a new state that we're going to talk to. And this is episode 43 of the Your Town Podcast. Again, yourtown.com. Check it out. Even has links to all the socials, all that good stuff. But anyway, speaking of good stuff, shout out to the Deluxe Edition Network, The Den. And the podcast of the month for January, because we're approaching February. Spoiler alert, there's going to be some different ones. They might even all begin with the letter F for February. Mm-hmm. And food and fun. And this is all fun. The uh, January podcast of the month that we want to give a shout out to is Bev's Video Kingdom, Barrel-Aged Flicks in the Kindness Matters podcast. Speaking of kind, what's up, Meg? Hey, what's up? Kind of you to join me. So kind. Yeah. What's up? How's things? Things good? Things are good. Episode 43. Did you skim it at all? I haven't done any. I have not. I only made like a couple paragraphs. Okay. I've I've got zero in this i know the topic of it because i think it was i don't know if this one was recommended or something that that i thought of and and obviously zach did the research on this so hopefully zach will continue to crush some out because i believe he has a busy february so um we'll see how this goes but either way like i said he uh, he wrote this and i have to imagine he's gonna tell you eight thousand times that he wrote this so we'll um should we should we jump right into this let's jump that's what I always say. So um, let's go. Let's do the thing right here. And he starts off when producer Zach set out to write this episode. So, guys, producer Zach wrote this episode. Uh, he was hoping it would be a story of wilderness, man versus the encroachment of big business on his rustic way of life, driven by frustration and sadness to lash out the, at the intrusion into his world. But instead, this is a story of a lifelong rabble rouser who roused a rabble with the wrong folks. Regardless, the dude got drunk and shot a hole in the Trans-Alaska pipeline. That sounded like it was fun to say. It was pretty good. And I <laughs> and I didn't pre-read it, and I felt like I did really good. <laughs> Just kind of rolled off the tongue. I'm kind of like a pirate with all those R's. <laughs> <laughs> so, spoilers <laughs> over. It's a new state. It's Alaska. And it's going to be the Daniel Lewis and the Alaskan Oil Pipeline. Uh, say what you want about the man known as Daniel Lewis, because deep down, every man has seen something out and about and been like, damn, I'd blow that up, right? That's never crossed my mind. Um, I mean, no, I've never just driven, been out and about and be like, love to blow that thing up. Have you, Meg? No. Okay. Well, um, but I'm also not a man. Well, man. No. Okay. Well, either way, no. Zach, you're all alone on this. Um, apparently, he says, chili boy, Matt here. Why am I chili boy? <laughs> and he wrote it C-H-I-L-L-Y, not like I eat chili, but I'm chili like I'm cold. <laughs> I wonder if there was like a Matt Ryan reference down in there, Matty Ice. 
Maybe he's a secret Falcons fan in the football. But either way, apparently I am joined, not apparently, I am joined by the intrepid and dazzling Meg. Thank you. Thank you very much. And new new game. Every time we say the word producer uh, Zach, you must take a drink. So right now you're at least at 12. And producer Zach, 13, is behind the keyboard once again. This time coming at you live from a chili counter. It is 9 to 5, allegedly. <laughs> and this is the Your Town Podcast. And then he puts intro if you'd like. You're not the boss of me. Meg's the boss of this. Are you the boss of this or is it still me? I would rather not be the boss. Okay. I'm the boss and I'll play the intro as I will. And I think, when should we do it, Meg? I'll let you decide. No. Okay. She's good, everybody. I know there was a cough through the intro. She's okay. We all cough sometimes. It's cold where we are. Remember, I'm Chili Boy Matt here. All right. And then he says, you're not getting my money. Producer Zach said that. Drink. Um, So stop trying to milk public sympathy. I was set up. This was an inside job collusion. What he means is, I'm cheap. I have a bunch of kids, um, and uh, I'm not paying you. That's what I'm pretty sure he meant. So either way, he doesn't really owe me anything for everybody that wants to harass him. Nobody's harassed you on the socials about the 50 bucks. So if you're not, not, you're not sure what we're talking about, go back a couple episodes. But we're here. Alaska. Cold, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it says the story takes place in October of 2001. So we're not throwing it back like way, way back. But it's 23, almost 23 years at this point. It's my graduating year. Hey, ooh. Throwback 2000. Do you remember? Do you remember the story? Hearing this, about? um, it sounds kind of familiar, but I don't really. Yeah, it, it, I don't overly know this as well, so I'm kind of intrigued. Like I, I've heard this story, but I don't know the details, so I'm, I'm very excited about this one. Daniel Lewis of the Living Good Homestead, 50 miles north of Fairbanks, Alaska. He was out riding his four wheeler along the Trans Alaskan Pipeline across cor- uh, access corridor with his brother, Randy. Okay, that seems like a nice Alaskan name. The two were drinking beers and doing kind of their thing when, for whatever reason, Daniel shouldered a 338. That's how you'd say that, right? I'm not I'm not a big gun guy. I don't know either. 338 caliber rifle. Sorry to all the gun people if I said it wrong. Um, but uh, he took aim at the pipeline. But before we get too far ahead, let's do a little background on, uh, on, on the situation, the pipeline, and the person. You ready for that, Mac? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm ready. Pipeline is an 800 mile stretch of 48 inch, 48 foot inch circumference pipe. Origin. I always confuse the one and the two. 48 inch, four foot. Yeah. Could you imagine if it was 48 foot circumference? And to be honest, I've never seen a pipeline. I mean, I guess it wouldn't make sense to to have that'd be a big pipe, right? <laughs> I mean, it's 800 miles long. It's got to be pretty big. Four foot's big. That's a big pipe. Yeah. Four. Four foot circumference pipe originating in uh, this bay that's up there. It's like prude ho. Prude Yeah. But if, you, if, if you're if you funny, you say you're a prude ho, which is an oxymoron. And I'm a moron. Uh, <laughs> and ending in the city of Valdez. And it has been in constant service since it was finished in 1977. According to the Associated Press by way of the Seattle Post Intelligencer. Oh, that's hmm. interesting. I like that. Incidental gunfire has uh, dented and marked the pipeline in the years leading up to Daniel and his gun. But the October 4th incident was the first time that the uh, the arms fire had actually managed to penetrate the pipeline, a pipeline which is lined with half an inch of steel and another four inches of insulation. 
Anybody doing uh, math at home? That's four and a half, which is like a ton of insulation. And then Zach said, like producer Zach drink, uh, said so much insulation and penetrate. <laughs> it sure did. The hole instantly produced a geyser of crude oil, which shot straight out from the side of the pipeline across the service road and hundreds of feet into the surrounding forest. The oil left the pipe with such force. FBI agent Bruce, we're just going to go with Bruce, invest, who investigated the case report, said that if you would have put your hand in front of the leak, the pressure would have actually taken it off. That's a lot of force. Yeah. From Agent Bruce. How would he know that, though? I mean, like, would he has he actually put his hand in front of a thing, or is he just saying, well, it's got a 48-inch uh, circumference on this. It's 800 miles long. Uh, I've been hit with a with a pressure washer, and uh, I don't know why Agent Bruce sounds like this, and I put my hand in front of a hose before, and tell you what, I'd take your hand clear off. Or maybe it's really <laughs> happened. I don't know. Huh. Sorry, Agent Bruce. Huh. Fortunately, <laughs> for the pipeline and wildlife, and, well, unfortunately for Daniel Lewis, a helicopter was overhead nearby performing a routine flyover inspection of the pipeline and not only spotted the leak, but actually the two men fleeing the scene on four-wheelers. The pilot also managed to clock Daniel ditch, to clock Daniel ditch the firearm as he tried to make his escape. The incident was eventually contained, but not before a staggering 285,000 gallons of crude oil was dumped into the Alaskan wilderness. Yikes. It's a lot of oil. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, so let me throw this out here, and maybe it's in there a little bit, but you'd have to imagine if a helicopter was that close, these guys would have heard a helicopter in the area. Like, they're loud. We have an airport near us. We hear helicopters all the time. You know, you would think, helicopter, probably not going to shoot my big caliber rifle at this pipeline. Mm, but if they're on four-wheelers, potentially, well, I've never have, been a should have helmets on. Yeah, true. I mean, Still probably here in a helicopter. I don't know. I wasn't there, I guess. But maybe it'll be in the rest of the story. That's just that's what popped into my head. But they were drinking beer. That's hard. I would have to imagine it's hard to drink a beer with a helmet on. I don't know. I wasn't there. Me neither. <laughs> Anyways, so Daniel was rounded up fairly quickly by state troopers who found the brother still in the general vicinity of the spill. Daniel's goodwill in town was non-existent, probably due to large, um, like a really bad history as a career criminal. According to the FBI's report on their investigation of the incident, it was very, it was made very clear of his uh, career criminal status. The AP reported dozens of people testified at the trial, which followed, including his older brother, Randy, who uh, obviously was with him that day that he ripped the hole in the side of the pipeline. Randy not only... Um, told and kind of lined right up with the pilot's claim that Daniel shot the pipeline intentionally, but that Daniel had actually taken aim at him moments before setting sights on the pipeline. Huh. Yikes. The pilot or the brother? I was thinking the brother. Let's, let's run that. He not only with the pilot's claim that Daniel shot the pipeline intentionally, but that Daniel had actually taken aim at him. Okay. The, so the brother. Interesting. Yikes. That's not good. I can't tell. I don't know. Not a lot of family love there. Or he was like, hey, but that's that, that's to my story. Like if it happened to be the pilot in the helicopter, he knows something's going on. Maybe he was like, oh, he's seen too. Well, maybe he hasn't seen a lot of movies in Alaska in the 2000s. But he was like, I'm going to take out the helicopter, then the pipeline. But if the helicopter fell on the pipeline, it would do that. I don't know. I don't know either. All right. 
So uh, Daniel's defense tried to flip the script and say it was actually Randy who fired the shot, stating in closing arguments the helicopter was circling and he was busted and the lies started coming. In the end, the jury didn't buy it and found Daniel guilty of all five counts against him, which included oil, pollution, criminal mischief, weapons, misconduct, third degree assault and driving while intoxicated. Daniel was 38 at the time, faced up to 22 years in prison. I'm going to say it. I think it was the pilot now. I think so, After too. reading that part. Yep, yep. Should have probably proofread. But <laughs> I think if we have questions, then our lovely listeners also have these same questions yeah. run through their heads. Maybe not. Maybe they're much smarter than me. I don't know the difference between an inch and a foot, apparently. So don't blame me. Blame my small town education. Uh, <laughs> But then Daniel's legal woes didn't stop there. The following March, a federal jury uh, found our intrepid hero guilty of unlawfully possessing the firearm used in the shooting in the first place, a felony which carried a maximum sentence of 10 years in prison. And to top it all off, outside of the pipeline incident, Daniel caught a three and a half year charge for breaking into a U-Haul storefront in Fairbanks where he stole a safe and drove off with a truck, an incident for which Daniel had just been released from jail weeks prior to the shooting. In the end, the charges amounted to a 10-year federal sentence and a 16-year state sentence, which he was permitted to serve concurrently. In total, not only did Daniel's gun-toting, beer-drinking, four-wheel-riding afternoon in Alaska wilderness cause massive damage to the surrounding ecosystem, not to mention the loss of 285,000 gallons of oil, but the ensuing cleanup cost local officials how much, man? $13 million. Yikes. In 2006, Daniel filed an appeal claiming he received ineffective legal counsel from his attorney. The claim was rejected by the Alaskan judge who saw the case. In closing, producer's act drink says, don't get drunk, which is ironic, and take pop shots at multi-million dollar pieces of infrastructure, especially if you're already a felon. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good advice. Mm -hmm. Pretty good advice. Uh, you want to do the quote? Or do you want me to? Sure. Yeah, do the thing. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. That's by Dean Wormer. Yeah, Dean Wormer. That he should have he should patent a brand of D Wormer for pets. <laughs> it's Dean Wormer from dwormer.com. <laughs> You're welcome, Dean. I got you. I don't even do you know who Dean Wormer is? No. Dean Wormer, um, National Lampoon's Animal House. He's the main uh, antagonist of the film. Mm. Probably should have known that. Mm -hmm. Self-admittedly, I didn't. Fair enough. Way to go, Dean Vernon Wormer. All right. Shout out to our sources. SeattlePI.com. OutlookSeries.com. NewsMiner.com. No Wikipedia? Interesting. I'm going to give them a shout out anyways. Because <laughs> it feels I feel, weird. feels weird to not do it. <laughs> it I mean, wrong. We've done it for 42 uh, straight episodes. We had to make a 43. Shout out Wikipedia. <laughs> Congrats to you, though, producer Zach Drink, um, for being able to do this without Wikipedia. So, again, thanks, everybody. This was uh, this was a good story. And we have some amazing stuff lined up. I'm going to show Meg. Do you, do you like knowing potentially what it could be? Or sure. do you like 100% surprise? Um, It doesn't have to be 100% surprise. We got some good stuff lined up. We got some good stuff. I'm super excited. Found some really cool topics. And now that we got 14 of the 50 states, if any listeners are out there, Want to know which states we're missing? Check out Yorktown.com. Um, yeah, and that's all we got. We're, we're going to get there soon. And if you have a story, 
that is even if it's in a state that we've already done we we just really want to continue doing this and like i said i, I think we said last episode potentially we're gonna we're gonna get some cool local stories from where we are from our county historian potentially coming up as well mm-hmm. so we got some good stuff lined up thanks all kidding aside zach for uh for writing this up and continually um continue putting out some great episodes and some great information it Definitely makes my life easier. And uh, Megan, myself, speaking on her behalf, but I think she can agree because she's not in your head. We, we definitely love kind of the surprise factor getting in and uh, in reading these. Mm-hmm. And I did skip, I think, three to five words that I still cannot say. Uh, and I think you were you were watching me do that. Maybe that's <laughs> going to be a new thing that Zach can post on the socials. And if anybody is on Instagram, Zach is uh, he, he does all the posts. I put the reel. So thanks again, Zach, for for stepping up and doing the Instagram and these stories. Yeah, there was. There's a couple of big words in there, mm-hmm. like Agent Bruce. Still don't know his last name. A couple other words That's we skipped. So, yeah. where'd it go? I don't. I, I'm not going to be the one that uh, M. Where is it? Uh, oh, I, don't I can't know. find it now. Either way, shout out Bruce. Over right here. He's right there. Milne. That's how I'd say it. Milne. Yeah. That's why I went. Milne. Could be. That's why I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I, I know everybody loves listening to me say things wrong so either way skipped it a couple opportunities but all right we're out of here thanks again everybody for listening we'll be back next week for episode 44 something pretty cool maybe it's a new state maybe it's not but either way people that are still listening can't thank you guys enough that's all we got have a good rest of your week i know it's monday we're gonna get through this and hopefully this makes your mondays better so all right take care everybody bye this is take on the world with johnny and mike and, you know, people always ask me, hey, you got a podcast? What's it about? Uh, I don't know. You ever want to uh, cut your fingers off or learn about a sharp knife? <laughs> we could tell you that. <laughs> How about uh, murder mysteries or uh, hauntings or any kind of fringe subject? Anything you could think of. We take on everything because we take on the world. Now you do a take on the Bev's Video Kingdom. Because the movies won't talk about themselves. So Andy crawls through this river of he comes out, visits a dozen banks, and no one's like, I'm a little concerned about the guy in the suit. <laughs> right. It smells like shit. You mean, you, mean, you mean the guy that literally washed himself in a river full of shit? Is supposed to smell, <laughs> smell good? Dude, that's completely the mall rat stink palm, which takes like three or four days to wash off. <laughs> oh, last time I scratched my ass, it smelled like Bigfoot's dick for a week. <laughs> Bev's Video Kingdom. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.